This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, hello. This one is crazy. Great crack. John McAfee is something else, man. I don't know. I've heard him on a lot of different other podcasts and, uh, it was it was high octane. This one, <laughs> this one, like you know, I barely kept my pants on. This was fucking crazy, man. I don't know what time it was local for John. It was midday for me, and the shit had already got wild. We talked about all his history. We talked about the world, uh, what's happening now, Corona, all that stuff. Uh, but this is a short and sweet one. John's a busy man, and he had other appointments and other people to go and talk to. So. Uh, yeah, we get we get about the average 30, 40 minutes, something into this. It's probably one of those conspiracy guys shortest shows. But uh, John very graciously agreed to uh, come on the show. And uh, I'm sure there's other stuff we can talk about if we ever get to meet him again. You know, I know what not to ask. But uh, yeah, we had good crack. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can go and watch this video on the Vimeo channel for those conspiracy guys. Um, it's... It's been streamed to Patreon people first. So this was streamed live at the time of recording to uh, Patreon people through Vimeo. Uh, I'm going to be hosting all of the live shows on Vimeo. Uh, I don't know if they'll be on BitChute. Because I, I, they're big, they're long files. So I don't want to fucking cripple BitChute with like 70 gig video files. Uh, but Vimeo is there to host all of that stuff. And uh, you can get all that stuff real early. Go to patreon.com slash guys. You're supporting the show, you're helping keep me in the podcast game, doing these interviews, making these shows. TCG Towers is ripe, ready to be impregnated uh, with a whole season's worth of new guests, new topics. I am here with itchy fingers and quivering lips, ready to lay it down for season eight uh, with some awesome episode topics and uh, great crack, great banter, great guests. We're doing these interviews, I'm really enjoying them. Uh, they'll be going on into the future, and uh, I hope you enjoy this one. It's short and sweet, and fucking bananas. And thanks to John McAfee for joining me on the show. Okay, lads, John McAfee interview. Here we go. Hitler, Roswell, JFK, cryptozoology, and NSA, global warming, and a living government lies. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Hello and welcome to another those conspiracy guys. This time, through the uh, mire of technical difficulties, uh, we have joining us the outlaw himself, John McAfee, uh, all the way from a secret location somewhere out there in the wilderness. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And, and for those out there in the the listening audience, we we have had uh, uh, nine minutes of a lot of fun. Where <laughs> technical difficulties uh, delayed us. Never. Uh, for at least eight and a half minutes. So finally, I said, "Listen, I'm going to sing <laughs> thirty seconds of singing, and let me tell you, all 
the technical fucking difficulties evaporated, did they not? <laughs> it was uh, ma- magical tones. Um, magical. John, I, I watched I watched some great uh, documentaries. We're going to talk about a little bit about your past, a little bit about the present, and a little bit what you think about the future today. Um, I watched the documentary. I, I've told I've been told you didn't see it. Uh, Gringo, the John McAfee story. I put it to you straight. I've never I think, seen it. I think it feels to me a bit like propaganda, a bit like a man who has got too close to the answers and uh, they scrounge up some shit to try and maybe sully your name. Your time in Belize was, let's say, eventful. Uh, for those of you who want to go and watch the documentary, you'll find out some stuff. But you're like technically like on the run uh, from from many different governments. Tell us, like, what's that been like? What's the, the stress of that whole thing in Belize? Like, is it is it out of the... Is it out of your system? Is it, are you finished? I'm certainly, I'm certainly not run, not on the run from anything from Belize. I was never charged yeah. with anything. No evidence, never no nothing. Never suspected of anything, mm. nothing, okay? It's all a, a mainstream media dream, which is fine with me. I mean, listen, <laughs> there is no such thing as bad publicity. I've never seen Gringo, and the reason is I don't have the time. Yeah, man. I mean, people, I, I live in my shoes. <laughs> Do you think watching two and a half hours of a documentary is going to <laughs> uh, in any way augment my understanding of myself? I, I don't think so. Well, so that's no, the thing. Seen it. it seems to be the premier exploration of you and your character for a lot of people when they see, you know, John McAfee there was those green screen yeah, videos of you doing bath salts before the election in 2016. It's like, oh, God damn, this guy is, is crazy. Uh, and then this well, documentary comes out and kind of cements that, that um, propaganda. I'm not, I'm not denying that I might be crazy, please <laughs> God. I, and under no circumstances would I uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenge that assertion. Uh, however, a new movie is coming out next year starring Michael Keaton. Yes. Uh, with uh, co-starring as Zac Efron. Michael Keaton will be playing me, uh, Zac Efron playing that, <laughs> that very uh, unfortunate uh, reporter who I agreed could spend uh, two weeks <laughs> living with me. Now, the, the poor bastard, if you know anything about this story, unraveled <laughs> during that. Yeah, this is the, wi- the Wired Magazine reporter, is it? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. fuck me. He unraveled. He unraveled. <laughs> I mean, you, brought, he, you brought him on a Hunter S. Thompson type of a journey and he wasn't able. Listen, you know, you should know better. You want to send a fucking reporter yeah. to with me for two goddamn weeks? And I say, oh, yeah, bring that on. I mean, what do you fucking think will happen to that fucking... He unraveled. But anyway, yeah. uh, so this, this, this movie is about just two weeks of my life living with this reporter. <laughs> Let me explain. So listen... I gave him an opportunity to be a human being. I mean, the first eight hours he was with me, I was totally free. And it became clear he was an idiot like all uh, mainstream media. And so I go, hey, all right, then. Uh, you want to report on me? I'm going to fuck with you. 
On the second day, we were sitting at this massive round table in my estate in San Pedro. I'm always armed, people, always. Also, I, anybody who knows me knows that I am one of the greatest sleight of hand specialists on this fucking planet. So I'm talking to Josh, the, the writer of the story and, and also the screenwriter of this movie. <laughs> I'm talking. He's asking about the interior. I've got a compound in the jungle and orange off the only white man in a district of 15,000 black people. They called me. Uh, <laughs> the white man. That was my name. They, they didn't say it out of uh, cruelty. No, that's how they do. I mean, you're fat. <laughs> you're gonna have the name Gordo. That's uh, my. That's my. Gordo. That's my name, and I, I live up to it. I'm right in Gordo. Nothing. Yeah, Gordo. See, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the fat guy? Oh, the fat. Oh, the fat guy. Yeah, yeah. He was here. Have you seen the white man? Uh, the, oh, yeah, the white man. Duh. But it's were you not. were you not kind of like the king of Belize for, uh, 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 at a small like a small time? You were employing a lot of people. You had an entourage of twenty five security guards. Maybe you travelled anywhere. You were yeah, employing ex cons. Employed a few thousand people. I had mm. 50, 50 security guards. So fucking what? In any case, no. The second day, Josh Davis is sitting across the table. <laughs> I'm always on. I'm talking to him about the interior. I'm going, so uh, here's the issue, Josh. In, in Orange Walk, and when I'm talking, I reach in to my shoulder holster and pull out my 38 Special. <laughs> right. <laughs> While I'm talking, I unchamber and drop all six shells on the table. Skip <laughs> fucking beat. Not a fucking beat. So I'm going, yeah. So here's the problem in Orange Walk, Josh. In Orange Walk, so I'm taking a bullet, putting it back in, I spin the cylinder, close it, put it to my head, and pull the fucking trigger. <laughs> Josh jumps up from the table runs, slams his back against the wall. No, you don't have to do this. He's freaking out. I go, do what, Josh? Click. Now I open it, spin the chamber, close it. Click. What are you talking about? Click. Stop! Stop! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Obviously, there's no goddamn bullet that's real. Yeah, you palmed it, right? I go, yes, I palmed it. Well, Actually, this, here's what I, I do. Sometimes I always carry a bullet that has been expended. Boom. I take a bullet from another real cartridge that's primed, put it in this one, which is expended, meaning the cap cannot even fire. Nothing. There's no powder. It looks exactly like a bullet. So that's what's in my gun. Why do you love like fucking with mainstream media so much? I, I see like in your early career, you came out with what I would guess is maybe like a smoke and mirrors, a kind of a boogeyman story about like computer viruses. Do you think maybe you talking about computer viruses in your early career propelled a lot of people to maybe make them that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy and that you're no, making such a huge industry on one side? No, no, that actually did not ever happen. I no. mean, 
when there were at least 20 viruses every day being written by thousands of uh, people in the world. God knows why. Why do people want to fuck with the world? I don't know. Some people do. Taggers in subway stations that, you know, will take spray paint and fuck with everything. I don't yeah. know why it is. No, no, I, I never once fucked with the media over virus. I didn't need to. I didn't need to write a virus. I didn't need to propagate one. I didn't need to promote one. Fuck me. Was there a culture, though, of, like, creating, like, the virus to get the attention of somebody like yourself who was employing programmers to combat this, where they were, like... Kind of vying for your attention. That's what it was all about. It was a contest between me, because there were no other companies, mm. and a thousand virus writers out there. All of them going, we're going to make one that's going to get by that he cannot detect. Mm. Uh, well, that didn't happen for nine months until the whale virus came out, the first encrypted virus. Fuck me. That was harsh. Uh, it took us two weeks, 24 hours a day. Yeah. My entire team to finally figure out how uh, to detect and eradicate that motherfucker. But no, good God almighty, we didn't do shit. There were, there were thousands of people doing it for us. Uh, we just reacted. We just built the programs. <laughs> so no, that's absolutely false. Never have I ever fucked with the media over uh, the reality or or non-such of computer viruses. You didn't need to. I didn't need to. <laughs> but everything else, fuck yes. What were the early fuck days in, in McAfee like? I, I, from what I've seen from the Vice documentary and from other uh, online videos, it seems like a kind of a a, a, a computer virus wolf of Wall Street type situation. Was it was a crazy debauchery, uh, like great crack? No, there was no debauchery. There's no drugs, I promise you. Yeah? No. That's all, that's all manufactured? That's all manufactured shit. And there was hard work. I I, I slept uh, at a max six hours a day, sometimes four. Mm. So did my team. We were up constantly. We lived in the office. We slept in the fucking office. Our wives and girlfriends brought us food wow. in the fucking office. It was intense. Dedicated we shit, just, like... We just uh, stuck to it. When a new virus came out, we all, as a team, sat down, disassembled it, looked at it, and either went, fuck me, how do we do with this one? Like with the whale, the first encrypted, mm. we all just, fuck me, now, what the fuck? So I took the whale virus, the first encrypted virus, into my office for two fucking days, didn't sleep. I just looked at it, disassembled it, ran it, infected programs with it, looked at the fucking infected programs. And after 48 hours, I go, okay, guys, here's how we identify it. And here's how we kill it. Wow. And it worked. Why, and then, it worked. why then do you think these documentarians now in like, you know, the 21st century are rewriting or like re uh, reimagining your history. They're retconning your older days to make it seem like it was an eventuality that you'd end up in the situations they're painting you in today. Like, why are you so important? It's a better. It's in a your better own opinion. It's a better story, isn't it? If I'm an evil, uh, dark, uh, black, uh, 
villain. Is that not a better story? And is that not what the press wants, surely? To what end, though, John? Like, what what have you got? I'm going to ask you, like, a little bit about QAnon and a little bit about um, what's going on there with the coronavirus and stuff. But, like, to what end? You know, we know that the stuff that you were claiming in the late 80s and early 90s, you were looking forward and saying, this shit is not going to get better. It's going to get more sophisticated. And the more sophisticated the platforms become, the operating systems become, the more sophisticated and dependent humanity becomes on them which makes the hackers that much more dangerous and then Snowden comes out in 2011 and says everything's being watched at all times and you were like everything people every fucking thing if you own a smartphone Mm. (laughs) which I don't yeah my wife doesn't we can never ever own a phone again because if we did, we would be picked up. Sure. <laughs> in twenty in twenty four hours, we know this. Just switch on we the microphones that. to hear all your con- your conversations. Yes, yes, you cannot turn it off. You think you can just press the button and the phone goes off? <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like it. It acts like it. Oh, it's off. Whoa. When you. Fucking. When you Shit. disembarked from, like, seemingly disembarked from the tech world in 2000, it seemed like a really strange decision for you. I know you were probably, what would you call it, like, host- it was a hostile takeover of McAfee and you were Steve jobs out of your position. Um, why didn't you try to get back into tech? You just, you kind of took the L and said, okay, I'm going to try some other shit. Uh when tech was becoming and the internet was becoming so ubiquitous in society, like you bounced and then you came back 16 years later when everything was super advanced and went like, okay, I'm back bitches. What, what, what no, forced that sabbatical? I never, I never got out of it. Uh, listen, I, <laughs> but front lines, I mean, front line stuff. Like, I just walked away from actors. You got damn big. Yeah. 5,000 people. I'm no longer enjoyed that shit. Yeah, I spent my time dealing with stockholders, board of directors meetings, <laughs> personnel issues. <laughs> I'm not cut out for that. I just walked away. So the phone was gone from it. You liked you liked staying up for two days and figuring out shit, and they put you in a position where you were an office monkey kind of thing, is it? I, listen, I don't do well as an office monkey. I left. I still owned it when I I sold it finally. I sold it to Intel for seven point eight billion fucking dollars, and I had not been in the office in fifteen fucking years. Okay, that's 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 how I work. Uh, but right after McAfee, I started Zone Labs, which we sold to Checkpoint Systems eleven months later for four hundred million dollars. No, that was a quick thing. After that, I started Tribal Voice. Eh, didn't do too well on that. We sold it to MCGI for seventeen million. That was All the I advent of social media stuff. Like you were trying to. That was the that. very yeah. first social media application. Yeah, and we got seventeen million for it. Why? Listen, <laughs> the bandwidth simply was not there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was all. It was before your time. It was before it was, the time it was, it was supposed to, yeah, yeah. Same time, we didn't have the goddamn bandwidth. T1 lines was the max <laughs> that we could get. So, so no. But 17 mil still, yeah, for 
eight months worth of work. It's not bad. Did no, you, uh, when but, you were, when you were making uh, Tribe of Voice, did you think that, or did you even imagine at the time that social media would become so ubiquitous and so like dystopian that we would be like monitoring every movement we make and voluntarily giving that information? Never fucking occurred to me. We, we developed the very first uh, instant messaging system. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved it. Trillion, but it was started turning into trillion. It's, what, what, like, it was, what, what had you got in your mind? It was just like, here's a fun thing. People want to talk to each other. Like, why not? Why yeah, not? yeah, See, why not? But could you have but, imagined that it became got, it became so Orwellian? When we got a quarter of a million user users, mm. it collapsed. It collapsed. We did not have the bandwidth. The world did not have the bandwidth. Yeah support more than a quarter of a million people. <laughs> that shit scaled up quick, like... Tell them all about it, the conspiracy guys. So, where did it, it turn? It, where did it all turn dark? Like, Facebook has that kind of... Um, uh, overarching lizard people, Illuminati kind of uh, reputation. But we know from your story that, you know, the mainstream reputation isn't really the real true, true tale. Where did it turn dark? Like, why are we still on all that stuff when almost 10 years ago Snowden is like, they can fucking read your dreams? Like, why do humans need that thing, do you think? Two reasons. Number one, laziness. People become lazy. And it's easier to have someone else uh, think for you and decide for you judge for you what's right what's wrong what's good what's bad what's in your fucking interest and uh, what's not uh, listen uh, even me at my advanced age if someone could actually convince me uh, listen john you don't need to think anymore we have your best interests at heart <laughs> Well, I would only believe it if they charge me $100 million a year, and I go, oh, maybe you do that. <laughs> uh, but what, for free? For fucking free? <laughs> no. If no. it's free, you are the product, right? Yeah, yes, you are the product or you are the victim. Mm. What's the difference? It's kind of like a social silent green that people are willing to throw themselves into the machine to keep the machine going. You want to get eaten? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's easy for free. (laughs) Anybody will do that for free. But why why do you think it's a human necessity? Laziness and connection? Is it that they want to feel connected or... No, I wish it were. I wish that was. The, I wish it was that simple. That's what it's sold as. No, I know, it's, but it's not. Mm. It's fear, and it's fear of the following. We all, my friend, are afraid of <laughs> thinking the wrong thoughts, making the wrong decisions. Because if we're responsible for thinking for ourselves and making decisions for ourselves, then if if it's the wrong fucking decision, whose fault is it? Well, it's mine. Yeah. But if I can say, well, so and so was smart, uh, they're an official uh, and 
authority. Do you understand? Authority, something you can believe in, which is higher than you, and therefore smarter than you, and and therefore more capable of making decisions than you. Then if there's a fucking problem, if it goes wrong, is it your fault? Nope. (laughs) His fault. Do you see? Yeah. We are afraid of taking responsibility for ourselves. And this, my friend, is (laughs) the fucking problem yeah i mean a personal responsibility uh, like you you're a libertarian yourself and and you that that's part of your ethos is like everyone does for themselves but also you know you kind of have to if you shit the bed you kind of have to own it as well um it's your bed for, yeah. it's your bed you and must, it's your shit you must you must fucking clean it yeah. yourself but like now yeah. i think there's a certain um, with this, with the the COVID nineteen crisis and all this kind of stuff, it is a, a test of how of those two things you talked about of the laziness and of the uh, abdication of responsibility. There are people who are out protesting it, saying it's fake. David Icke is getting kicked off of YouTube and Twitter and all sorts of stuff. The English yes. government uh, and Ofcom, the, the Office of Communications, have made a law that you're not allowed to link 5G technology with, uh, you know, coronavirus. It's it's a legal mandate that you can't do. It's like against free speech. Crazy, right? And I mean, not that I subscribe to any of that stuff, but it, the possibility to be able to talk about it has been removed. What do you think in in the kind of the framework of what we're talking about where people are allowing authority to make decisions for them, be it in real life or on the internet. How, how is the current situation going to be remedied in your, in your opinion? <laughs> if we can't get over that stuff online, how are we going to get over it in real life? I wish that I had the capacity, both in reasoning and in every other way to, to answer that question, but fuck me, I do not. You think the people? I, I, I'm as mystified. I'm as mystified as you. Did as you mystified that? I, I could never have thought that the whole human race would just go, yeah, okay, we'll just stay inside. Like I never would have yeah, thought that would happen. But we did. Did we not? Yeah. Did the human race not just stay inside and habituated to it? Listen, I can tell you this much. We are in Spain. We got fucking stuck here. We came to visit friends the day before lockdown. There is no country in this fucking world that had a more severe lockdown. So for two fucking months, if we walked outside our door, we arrested. Do you understand? That's severe. It's crazy. That's severe so here we are now we just got out we just got out and praise god uh, in six hours we are going to be home to a country that's actually reasonable with with, uh, leaders that have a brain that did not go into lockdown I'm just saying. Yeah, there's countries uh, like Sweden and stuff like that that uh, had a, had a, a less austere uh, attitude towards Corona, and they ended up keeping the bars open. People still had their jobs. Their economy is not going to tank as hard. How less austere can you be? Then yeah. we got no rules. Do what you want. Japan, 
Mm. Japan has fewer deaths per population than any fucking country in this world. And they did not lock down and they got the virus before anybody. And so, so what do you think is going on? Say that, oh, well, Japan is, is not reporting correctly. Fuck me. Do you know the Japanese yeah. people? <laughs> do you think pretty, they're pretty strict any, on that shit? Any fucking nation on the goddamn planet is going to tell the truth. It's going to be the, the Japanese. Why? <laughs> it's just what they do. So no lockdown. Lowest death and the most crowded goddamn country in the world. In Tokyo, I've been there multiple times. Try taking a subway in Tokyo. They have to, <laughs> they they have 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 to put you on with big, with big canoe oars. <laughs> push people on. The, we can get another person on here. I know we can. Push, push. I'm serious, people. Yeah, yeah. Deaths in any country in the world. What do you think is, yeah, the, is the big answer? What do you think it's happening for then? Is it a, if it's not a disease, if it's not a true like uh, uh, not pandemic, true. what it's is little. it and why? And in fact, I, please, people, it, it just killed two hundred and sixty-four thousand people in five goddamn months in a population of the world seven point eight fucking billion. The argument yes. is though that because we all socially distanced that it stopped the it stopped the spread of it. So there's like we, we won't know what would have happened if we did nothing. Two thirds did not lock down. How do you account for that? Yeah. Japan, Sweden, they didn't lock down. Please fuck me, no. No. It's like the media goes, Oh my god, a quarter of a million people have died. Let's look at that in in relationship to the world <laughs> population. Why don't they say, listen, one out of every 100,000 people are going to die. I mean, what would we say? Are you kidding me? Fuck you. It will. No, they didn't say that. Quarter of a million. Horror, horror. I heard you say on another podcast during the week that uh, more people die every year from diarrhea. About 2.5 million. Look it up in Google mm. if you wish. Best year. 2.5 from pathogenic diarrhea, which you get from what? Touching somebody yeah. who has that virus. Two and a half fucking million? Ten times the number of people who fucking died from coronavirus in a world that was not shut down. Only the stupid countries shut down. America, Spain, Italy, England, Austria, uh, Germany, and France, uh, among a few other uh, stupid countries. What do the smart countries do? Sweden, Japan, even China. Do you think China didn't shut the fuck down? Temporarily. <laughs> and then they were one of the first to open back up again when it's all shook. Let's tell the truth. Yeah. They shut two fucking cities yeah. that that accounted for one percent of the Chinese population. The remainder of China was totally fucking unaffected. And even those two cities opened up prior to everybody else shutting down. Now, I couldn't understand why Wuhan was allowed to shut down and all of the infected people were there, but Beijing didn't really shut down and it's only kind of up the road, not up the road, but close by. And they had like way less uh, than the population density would have said would be infected. 
ones who could have benefited from this entire thing. Uh, the GDP of every country on Earth uh, has decreased from 10 to 20%, with one exception, China. It's increased, increased. You think this was, this was biological warfare for, for stock market prices? Wake the fuck up. China, <laughs> shut down. They continue to build their goods, their war machines, their tanks, their planes, their bombs. <laughs> crash the, crash, the, crash the petrodollar and make the dollar worthless and then continue to sell oil from Iran. Yes. Using Iran. Yeah. China is going to be the number one power in the world as a result of this. Now, do you not understand? No. Now, if, if I were a conspiracy theorist, I would go, oh, we have another wave coming. Because what happened from coronavirus? It's a nothing. We know it's a fucking, a quarter of a million people in the entire fucking world. Ten times as many died from diarrhea, people. <laughs> Three times as many died from the flu. And you can't say, well, more would have died if we hadn't locked down. Are you fucking crazy? Two-thirds of the world refused to lock down, including some of the most populous countries in the world, who experienced, by the way, the fewest deaths. So, no, the world that did not lock down didn't experience a problem. It's the world that did lock down that experienced the problem as a minority of the world. Well, people, you have been fucked in the ass by the Chinese. Not that they built this virus. Who gives a fucking... Listen, China is obviously going to be the population from which new viruses arise. It's the most densely populated country on our planet. Two fucking billion people, of course. All new viruses are going to come from the Chinese. They don't have to make these fuckers. Of course not. What happens with most of these viruses, like this one, we're already, we have studies from Oxford, from, from Stanford saying, Probably three-quarters of the world has already been infected by it, which is what happens with all new viruses. Mm. You all get infected, every fucking one. 99.999% of the population of the world has no fucking symptoms. That's what happened with this. A tiny, tiny minority gets violent ill, and an even tinier dies like the flu every year 600 fucking thousand people die from the flu but there seems to be some kind of a a, a, like a international i guess conspiracy or collaboration to 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 fudge the numbers they're changing up death certificates so people dying from one certain disease they're adding tagging corona on just to bump the numbers but like what's the end game like in that Maybe the Western powers are are not letting a good crisis go to waste. They're using it to put in stuff like Bill Gates and the the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation putting in ID2020, tagging everybody with with RFID chips and all of these kind of dystopian rumours are happening. Someone's trying to figure out why it would happen this way. Like, do you know why? Is uh, You obviously had dealings with Bill Gates back in the day. Is he he a eugenicist? No. Let me let me. I, I wish it were that simple, <laughs> but, but it's even simpler. What happened is 
the Chinese go very fucking clever. Uh, every year, at least a hundred new viruses that kill people come from China. Why it's the most densely populated country? Of course, it's going to start there. And we pay no attention. The Chinese go, <laughs> well, let me see. I have someone in the Chinese government said, I'm going to bet you one yen that I can make America and Europe and everybody <laughs> lock down. Let me see. And so they go, all right, I'll take that bet. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to lock down one of our least significant cities, <laughs> Wuhan, with a population less than one quarter of 1% of all of China. Let's lock down that city. Then we're going to say, oh, my God, oh, fuck me. We're so sorry. Uh, I don't know how this happened, but this new virus, oh, my God, and, and it's escaped. We have to tell the world. <laughs> like yell a fire in a crowded theater, right? Yes, I wish they did. Uh, now, they knew this virus is going to be less deadly than the flu, and it is. It turns out to be about a quarter <laughs> as deadly as the flu. <laughs> so it ain't no big deal, literally. I mean, it kills a quarter million people. Do you realize that 16 million fucking people a year die? Can we get real, please? So they, they realize it's nothing. Quarter of a million people might die, maybe half a million, nothing. Um, but we're going to say, we're so sorry. It's escaping. We don't know what to do here. And it's deadly. Well, fuck me. What did the rest of the world do? <laughs> Panicked, locked down, and China locked down nothing. Continued producing goods and services. Now, why do the uh, governments want to uh, now increase numbers? Because uh, imagine. Now, England, which they say has a terrific problem, which fewer than 50,000 people have died in a population of 127 million. What are they going to do? Oh, my God, nobody's dying. Uh, we've got to expand our numbers because we're going to look like idiots locking down our country and destroying the world's economy <laughs> for what nothing nothing well we're gonna get voted out people so the better goddamn will be something so you think it's a political ego game no it's not ego it's political power <laughs> we need to stay in power and the story but they're afraid of looking foolish uh for pulling like piss, pressing the big red yes. button because yes. china yes. made them look like for what for nothing mm. uh fuck you all right that's what's going to happen so there better be something that you press that goddamn button for <laughs> it's as simple as apple pie my friend so the Ameri the american system like the westernized system including europe and and, and the uk and stuff like that uh, but the American system particularly are focusing on, like, setting up these future plans for uh, control, uh, for apps that will monitor our movement and connections so to be able to trace contact back to infected people. Like, these are, it seems like a kind of a, a medical patriot act that's happening now where they've created, a, they've created a, a crisis and then they're going to create this Hegelian, you know, uh, uh, re reaction and then a solution. In measure, mm. 
uh, that will never go away. Non- a constitutional alteration yep. that will never go away. A measure to counter a non-existing threat. Now, so, are you going to buy this or not, people? I'm not. I'm going to fucking speak out. I am now. You need to too, my friend. We've gone over time. I have time for one more question. I have another interview. Okay. Do Do you know anything about uh, uh, Q or Q and on uh, the secret the secret cabal behind? Uh, you don't know anything about it. Nothing. I'm sorry. I mean, okay. obviously, I've read it. Please, I I don't know the man. I, I don't know anything about the reality or non reality of such an entity. You don't think there's a a, a secret uh, swamp draining happening in the in the backgrounds with the FBI, the FISA warrants, and Obama Gate and all this stuff? You're not into it. I wish the fuck there was. I really do. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't would not that be fucking Awesome. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> one more very quick question, John. What What yes. do you think then of Bill Gates? Is he a eugenicist? Is he trying to tag us all in, you know, install uh, Office 365 in all our brains? Is that actually happening or is he just making good on a, a, a crisis to make a few bob? You know, I, I don't know. I've only met the man one time. That was in 1984. Yeah, a long ago. Yeah. Once. I know nothing about him. I do know this, that he ran one of the largest uh, companies in the world. And as such, he will have learned that whatever fucking plans you may have, you had goddamn well better keep them to yourself. Mm. And nobody know, especially not your competitors, because they will... Side blind chip. You don't think he'll, he'll have us all tagged? You don't think he'll have us all tagged with RFID no, chips? No. See, what I'm saying is, if you think you know, I promise you, you don't. <laughs> okay. But he says publicly, it's a lie. It has to be. He's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. He may have planned you and I, my friend, <laughs> nor anybody else will have a fucking clue. So whatever is happening now, if you think you know something, I promise you it's a goddamn smokescreen. Whatever he does have planned, it ain't what he is saying publicly. Please, God, we are smart enough to know that. Yeah, okay. Whatever it is, he's got planned. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it will probably be. I'll take your word for it. The, the- a Worse. A thousand times worse. The unknown unknown is always uh, is always the it's, one that gets you. I'm just saying. And thank you so much. I'm John, sorry I couldn't say longer. That's all right. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I I guess uh, good luck in your in your future endeavors and getting home and all that crack. Thank you. We're getting home soon. Hopefully so. All right. Stay safe, John. And thanks very much to Janice as well for for hooking all this up. I will. Thank you, sir. That's it, ladies and jelly babies. Uh, that was John McAfee. Uh, fucking hell, you could... T- <laughs> I don't know, you could talk for a long time about all the stuff that he knows. Um, I don't... Uh, I, <laughs> it seems to have washed over me. I'm like, oh shit, what, what do you say? What do you ask? He's deeply rooted in that, uh, in that whole environment, in that whole industry. Uh, and yet, I still feel there's some things that he can't, um, that he can't say somehow. Um, go and watch the Gringo documentary. It's I feel it's propaganda trying to uh, sully the man's name. If it's not, I don't know why he's not arrested already. He can't be on the run 
for that long and uh, and stay clean as a whistle and not get busted. Like there's fucking lads arrested over less. Um, but it was good to talk to him. I think at the start he said he was just going to finish off what was left of the bottle of Jameson, but some somebody had to get to that bottle, the bottom of that bottle first. So maybe there was a few uh, a few scoops in the morning before this happened. It was a rollover. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to know more, I guess you can go to the website, thoseconspiracyguys.com. This was streamed live to Patreon. So patreon.com slash thoseconspiracyguys. Uh, I'm going to be doing all these interviews and stuff uh, over the coming weeks. I have uh, some interviews lined up for later on this week and uh, early next week. So if you want to get in on those, watch them live, like all of these people here, hit up to Patreon, patreon.com slash thoseconspiracyguys, and you can watch live with me. All of these who says, thanks very much. And I've been Gordo. And see you next time. Bye.